This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. How are you doing today? Dude, I'm great. I couldn't be I couldn't be better. We're um, we're live yes, at Missouri Meersham. It's fantastic. I know. We're, uh, man, just a few hundred yards here from the Missouri River on the uh, south banks. And, uh, man, beautiful Washington, Missouri. It's uh, it's just stunning around here. You know, I didn't really know. When I think of Missouri, I think of, you know, cornfields and pastoral land. It's kind of kind of hilly on this part of the country, you know? <laughs> right, so it's, yeah. we kind of drove from St. Louis over and uh, just really beautiful, man. That, you know the the factory here, just a historic uh, historic location. Obviously, that we'll talk about throughout the show. But um, man, right here on the banks of the river, it's just a beautiful uh, scenic little town. And uh, man, we're just uh, just thrilled to be here, man. It's it's, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's a huge honor. And of course, like you mentioned, we'll talk about it later in the show. But not only is this a celebration of 150 years of Missouri Meerschaum, it's 150 years of the corn cob industry, and that's that's really really something to be in kind of such a historic location that's had such an impact on the uh, on the industry that we know and love is amazing and of course for us it's it's additionally special because here we are on our 300th episode of Country Squire Radio this is our this is our 300th episode yeah. and it's kind of amazing that you know, it, these people have been long suffering enough to deal with this, <laughs> right? Actually, I mean, yeah. I don't know how many brain cells. I, I can't wait to ask uh, Phil how much he thinks the value of his company has gone down since he let us in the front door. I know, I know. That's that's uh, probably uh, yeah. It's probably <laughs> you know, we should mention that you know we wanted to do it up big. We wanted to do something special for three hundred. And so, not only are we here at uh, Missouri Meerschaum, but we're also here with uh, kind of a live audience. Uh, give a shout out, guys! Yay! Yeah, thank y'all so much for coming out, and thank y'all for everybody that's tuning in live right now at CountrySquireRadio.com. Um, and uh, to those of you who have been uh, long suffering over these last couple of weeks where we haven't actually had a YouTube video, uh, this is it's I would like to say this is our grand triumphant return to YouTube. And it is for today. So what's up, everybody? <laughs> Glad to see y'all. Eventually, eventually. Yeah. Well, you know, so this is uh, this is the, the third time, obviously, that we've done a centennial episode. Centennial, that's that's right. Or is that? That's that's it, right. It is today. It is today. Yeah. Uh, this is the third time we've done kind of this type of special episode. And this is really kind of a chance for us to kind of uh, take one for us. Right. I mean, like, you know, we, we do our best to make sure that we are giving you guys uh, excellent, deep pipe uh, related content on a weekly basis, diving into all kinds of topics. And uh, we always want to make sure that, that we're really presenting you guys with something of value. And we also try to make sure that we consider that every single episode is somebody's first episode. Well, this is episode 300 where we're celebrating 300 episodes of Country Squire Radio. I, I, I'm going to break a rule and say, if this is your first time listening, don't go back, listen to a different episode. This might <laughs> but not don't be start at the beginning because it gets kind of rough back there. Yeah. You know, we've mentioned that multiple times. Somewhere in the mid 200s, early 200s, I think is pretty right. good. Yeah, we kind of hit our stride yeah, a little bit. That, yeah. That's where it is. That's the sweet spot. But uh, man, this is this is really exciting. Um, you know, I thought it might be a good opportunity to just reminisce a little bit yeah. about like where the show has been. We get, I, well, after 300 episodes, I mean, we're talking um how many years has this been Bo? i mean did we start in 2013 we started back in 2013 so Golly. we're looking at like six years man we've been downloaded over a million times which is crazy to me one like, million downloads yeah so far. well over i mean it's yeah. in, it's insane just you That's know the, the fact that that so many people have uh kind of gotten connected and one yeah. of the things that yeah, we've yeah. heard the most 
is that people feel this connection with the show because they long for that that sense of the squire you know the the amazing kind of unique uh specialness that is the country squire itself the shop and the community that's there that that you are able to uh inherit and eventually purchase and, yeah, and yeah. you've really kind of cultivated man so i just want to for one thing i want to tip my hat to you man, but kind. also take us back a little bit to like you know the origins of john david at the country squire because really that's the origins of country squire radio yeah you know i i guess it's funny i didn't even know you know you're going to ask that but it really is pretty appropriate i mean i you know came to the country squire uh in 20 2011 um you know i was a seminary student that's right i, I mean i was just uh you know i was like man this will be fun i'll uh, i'm going to seminary i was studying to be a um a counselor actually and uh needed a part-time job to pay the bills and um you know these this sweet precious old lady uh that that had founded this historic uh pipe shop uh back in 1970 with her husband she took a gamble and and uh and hired me you know and um and and so i was there just working part-time to pay the mortgage and uh get some spending money and the rest of it and uh it was amazing she taught me so much about the industry and about blending in particular and uh you know something that i'd already loved and already uh been doing for quite a while just fell in love with even that much more and then uh, of course after she passed away uh, about a year later uh you know the family was like well you're the only guy that can run this thing and uh and before you know it that's uh that's what i was doing so yeah pretty 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 wild and and you know that's kind of the origin of it you were kind of going through a transition at the same time also and um you know talking about well maybe you know we could do this podcast and um we both into pipe smoking and you know us me being a retailer at the time and kind of trying to figure that out it just uh it just made a lot of sense so yeah and, yeah and, and, and i love retroactively you say it makes a lot of sense because yep. at the time you were a hard sell no i was I, you know <laughs> th- there's a lot about man getting in front of uh getting in front of a camera uh you know getting in front of a mic hearing my own voice um you know that that is really terrifying to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's uh yeah it, it's 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 obviously grown on me but i mean the thing that makes it worth it for me uh each and every week has been the the community that that has been built around us and around the show and around our, our listeners and it, it makes it all worth it you know the 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 complete terror that i get of getting on mic you know every every week it uh, it makes it all worth it yeah it's you know, so much fun it's funny because I, I do think about like um you know the 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 early days so to speak and what people may not realize is uh, if they're if they're kind of newer to the show is it didn't it, it wasn't always live but it became live fairly early on mm-hmm. um, with the the sole purpose of making sure that John David would actually show up <laughs> to record. That's true, not though. that's not inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was always great because now it wasn't me twisting your arm and pressuring you. It was like no, we've got all these people that are that are waiting to be I'm, here. I'm telling you, man. I you know I, I'm not one of these real driven people that could work from home or whatever the, the, <laughs> the sole fact that i get to work on time every day is the amount of shame that i would get if i did not open my shop that's right like i one of these old men that wants to come in and get like their pound of cherokee that they're <laughs> you know they've been waiting 45 minutes because they get up that early you know they, they would beat me with their cane like it, it, you know if i showed up late and, and and frankly i would deserve it so so you're welcome you no, know <laughs> I, I love it i do think you know you know for anybody that's been to, to new orleans in the french quarter like yeah. most 
all of those businesses they have like a a kind of a, like a, uh, a maybe we open at this time type of deal. Yeah, it's ten o'clock <laughs> like, ish. Yeah. Ish. That's yeah. that's the uh, that's the. Term. I thought about changing our hours to ten fifteen. You know, opening at ten fifteen. Right. Or, you know, even the podcast starts at you know and then instead open of at noon. And, yeah, and then and then you wind up opening <laughs> at eight thirty. So it's just you know it, it's it's not going to work. I, we've already lost all all self respect. No man. <laughs> but it was a morning show, which is kind of interesting because yeah, you are right. in no way a morning person. Yeah. Uh, and I am in all ways a morning per- person, and uh, it's so it made for a really interesting dynamic. But I would try to bribe you. I don't know if you remember this. With um, oh yeah, you like made me breakfast and yeah, stuff. I would try to bribe you with, like yeah. wild berry pop tarts and uh, <laughs> and sweet potato biscuits. Yeah, but y'all are like healthy people, so I yeah, I'd go over to your house and you'd offer me coffee, but instead of half and half, you want me to put like coconut milk in there or something. <laughs> no, it was it was almond milk. It was vanilla almond milk. Almonds don't even make milk. I know it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Can you milk an almond? Apparently, apparently. <laughs> but so uh, bad. So at, over time, of course, we decided to make the transition into the evenings, and of course, that came with the series Squire Select. Now, the Squire Select series, for those uh, unaware, is a, a series where we take various... It's one of our favorites. It, it is definitely one of our favorites. Yeah. Uh, we take uh, some various whiskeys or scotches or, That's right. or uh, beverages in general and pair them up with some various tobaccos. And I would love to say that the idea for that came specifically with kind of this desire to go into, you know, all this like, you know, small batch whiskeys and really kind of connect the two and really tell a beautiful story. But really, it's because John David kept on showing up so late for the morning show that we had to <laughs> move it to the evening and come up with a good excuse for why we were recording in the evening. No, so, that's right. So then, uh, what blame we it, it on Johnny Walker. Country yeah. Squire Radio After Hours, I believe is what we called it. I think that's right. Something yeah. like that. After Man, dark. You know, it, it is amazing. I mean, I, obviously we've been preparing for uh, episode 300 for a while, but just sitting here, um, it, it's kind of uh, kind of bizarre to look back on it. I mean, this this wasn't that long ago, but at the same time, it um, you know, it's been several years now, and the, and the show's changed quite a bit. It really has from the very beginning, you know, doing it live, um, you know, going into the evening and introducing these new segments that we've uh, that we've done, all the friends that we've made along the way, and um, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty special. It's it amazing. And we actually, you know, um, you know, speaking of our friends, you know, the show would not be here still today. We, we definitely could not do it if not for those that have been supporting Supporting the show, uh, our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/CountrySquireRadio, and uh, you know we when we when we launched that Patreon account about a year or so ago, we wanted to do something a little bit different. We we really wanted to make it something not just oh we need your help uh, financially, which we did, yeah, but yeah. also we wanted to to really kind of up the ante a little bit. And so the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club was born, uh, and to date we've had over 150 members uh, join the club and uh, and growing as we've got a, a couple more names to add to the list uh, in the in the coming episodes as That's well. Right. Yeah. But uh, but man, it's it's been amazing to see that support, to hear that support, and just to kind of get to know a lot of those club members too, and like the the Squire Lounge, and you know all all the uh, the various <laughs> ways of communication there. You know when when we launched the Squire Lounge online with for the club members, um, it was I, I was nervous. I'm going to say that. I was nervous about doing that. You're always nervous about that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Something about that one in particular. I'm like, man, we're talking about the most dedicated Country Squire radio listeners out there. Those are some crazy people. <laughs> and we're about to like start open like a... They a, submit themselves to this every week? Like These are the guys making memes every week. No, that's this true. This is the John David Cole over Kim Kardashian with the tobacco <laughs> going over his shoulder. It's like, we need to we need to make sure we put some parameters I, on. I'm telling you, this is why I studied therapy. You know, I, I, I have, uh, you know, there's some resources for uh, for people like Mark VV. You know, it, 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 it is true. It was so, uh, so great, you know, to build 
uh, kind of continue the growth of that. And of course, these were people that uh, some of whom wound up, you know, coming to my wedding and, uh, you know, they folks that, uh, you know, called you when you had your second child. That's the amount of, uh, dare I say, camaraderie or intimacy that we've uh, that we've developed. So it's uh, it's been great. You know, it's interesting you mentioned some uh, some life events because I was kind of reminiscing about the fact that over these 300 episodes in six years or however it is, like we've had <laughs> some stuff has changed. Some stuff has changed. We, we're not the uh, the fresh faced young uh, uh, podcasters that we were back then. Um, there ain't nothing fresh about it. <laughs> well, that is true. But man, you uh, let's see. During the course of the show, I had my second child. You bought the shop. You got married. Uh, you, you, I, I moved out of state. And of course, you've got your first kid on the way, which uh, you shared with everybody. I don't know if you intended to last In episode. Chicago. Yeah. That, no. uh, you're having a little girl. It's going to be a girl, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got a little, little girl on the way. And so, um, yeah, it was great. You know, it's so funny. My wife, she's the she's the strong one. Right. You know, she's the left brained. Like, let's do it if it makes sense. You know, I, I my, you know, she's emotional, but but, you know, has uh, much more maturity than I do. And, you know, with the, the nurse tells us that it's a girl and I'm just like, ah! And she's like over there. Well, okay, let's figure this out. And uh, man, it's just it's, it's been so exciting uh, to you know to anticipate that. Oh, so we're man. really we're really thrilled. We're all yeah. looking forward to welcoming to the world Katrina Squire Cole. I think that's going to be <laughs> child of the covenant. Yeah. <laughs> no, y'all y'all have not revealed any names yet uh, or anything like that. But uh, you know, Bo. I know Squire Bo is a, a male name, but you know, Bell is a female version of Bo. That's that that could work. Yeah, or Bella or Bella Boette or. That, you know, they, these sounds like names suspiciously that you might name your like Labrador Retriever. Well, n- no, I'm talking about your daughter. Uh, <laughs> that's on you for that one. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll just throw this one out there. Elizabeth of York was the last uh, princess of York okay. who ended up marrying Henry yeah. Tudor uh, in, to end the War of the Roses. So okay. Elizabeth, I've all often said if ever we were to have another daughter, I'd probably go with Elizabeth probably, as a name. Yeah. We're not planning on the third one anytime. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. It's, it's a beautiful name. All right, I'll let you know. <laughs> And we've also, um, you know, we mentioned too, we've got a lot of different series, you know, Squire Select, obviously a, a really fun one. But over the course of this show, we've we've got a lot of different series that are reoccurring. Uh, Squire Select, Tobacco Talk, Heroes of the Bowl, uh, Pipe Culture, our one-on-one episodes, um, and and you know some stuff that we we say that we're going to do, and then it's right, like, it's been like three years, and we still haven't gone back to that well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the top three was such a good idea, and then we just very rarely ever do a top three. <laughs> yeah, it's, what's up with that? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, to some extent, I'm fine with that. The whole top three culture online, it's like it's very clickbaity. That's and we try not to be like that. I don't yeah. know how Tamp That Ash became the title of an episode. We're not clickbait. <laughs> we're not we're not like that at all. It's Tamp Dad Ash. That's what I said. Tamp Dad Ash. That's what I said. Right. <laughs> uh, we also, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, because I was reflecting over these different series. And, um, you know, Squire Select, obviously a favorite of both of ours. But what, what what would you say is like one of your favorite series? Whenever we go back to it, you're, you're like really excited to dive in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it has to be the Pipe Culture series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because for me, that is so much... Uh, it's it's the romanticism that surrounds what we do, right? And it uh, it's the fun part of uh, you know being in what we do. Obviously, I love pipes, I love premium tobacco, I love blending, and all this other stuff. But but the 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 thing that a lot of this leads to is what we see in this room right here. It's the connectivity that mm-hmm. happens around that, and it becomes part of people's stories. You know, um, pipe smoking is is a part of uh, you know weaves in and out of folks' fabric, uh, particularly the folks that that smoke regularly, and it's a part of their daily. Uh, ritual or liturgy as it were you know and um you know for me that that is the beauty of it is the effect that it has on the heart 
yeah, I mean, we love tobacco, we love pipes, but I think the pipe culture episodes, they really kind of point back to why people gravitate towards pipe smoking so much. And uh, it's the good that it does for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that series too. And you know, do you remember kind of where that, where that stemmed from? I really don't No. So I was reflecting on this. I try to forget all this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably for the best. Uh, But you know, I was, it was, it was completely coming out of like a post Hobbit world. Like, you know, obviously Peter Jackson with, with the Hobbit films and Lord of the Rings films did so much for the pipe. Yeah. Brought a lot of new smokers in big time. And with the conclusion of, you know, unnecessarily stretching out those Hobbit movies, which, you know, as much as I want to praise Peter Jackson, let's be honest that we didn't need three Hobbit movies. I may, I may have watched only one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I watched them all. So I was dedicated, but with those coming to a close, we knew that there was about to be kind of this, you know, this pop culture, um, you know, the pipe had been in pop culture because of that. And with that going away, then it wasn't necessarily going to have that kind of pop culture spotlight. And so from kind of our discussions around that, there was kind of this question of, well, what is pipe culture? You know, if, if we, if we know what pop culture is, what, what is pipe culture? Yeah. And that question alone really spawned what became a series that we were like, you know what? Let's not identify it ourselves, like like between the two of us. Yeah. Let's put that out there and let's actually see if like as a community, we can identify what pipe culture is. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. No, they did. Yeah, they did. And it, that was part of the fun of the reactions. Yeah. Uh, or part of the fun of it was getting the reactions and, uh, you know, just seeing how, uh, in some sense, it was polarizing, but we got a lot of feedback. You yes. Know? And, and, and even, you know, the people that appreciated the concept, uh, you know, anytime you put it out there, uh, you know, if we voice an opinion or some, you know, a heavy contingent of our listeners voice an opinion, uh, a lot of times that was balanced out by, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a very strong opinion on the other side. So, um, yeah, I think that's good. It it just kind of unpacks why we do what we do. And um, I think that's part of the fun. It's been interesting because I think over the history of the show, we've only had two real uh, moments where we got uh, some pushback or, or you yeah. know, kind of a, not yeah. just a, uh, hey, we hate you, which we very rarely ever get. And if it is, it's more of like <laughs> we hate the fact that there's mics in front of your face. Uh, you know, that's a thing. That we, we that is a thing. That's been that's been constantly there. Hi, YouTube. Yes, there are mics in front of our face. <laughs> um, we're a podcast, so uh, check out the podcast for sure. It's, but, that that was funny to me. We you know it's so funny uh, just with the live show and the video uh, coming up as kind of a ancillary thing. You know, in relation to the podcast itself, like man, people people cannot stand these mics in front of our in front of our face it's twofold one and is that, the mics I in just, front of our face I never face. saw that coming and yeah. the other is what you've been struggling to do the entire time we've been recording it's fumbling with my pipe smoking your pipe yeah we get a <laughs> lot of feedback like I really wish you guys would smoke your pipe on the show yeah, yeah. which almost exclusively of course comes from YouTube because people can see us from that standpoint and while that's great, and we 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 love smoking our pipes, sometimes two, it makes it a little complicated. It makes it complicated, particularly on a technical for you. Level. You've got you know all kinds of things to juggle while we do this. And I still stand by the fact that while there are several listeners that are like, you know what, that would not be a problem. You know, hearing the click of the um, of the lighter and and you know hearing the, the the breathe in and that sort of thing, like that wouldn't bother me. I'd love that. I know there's a lot of people where it's like that, that's almost like a mental tick. Like you, you hear it, but you can't yeah. see it. And that would kind of almost drive you crazy. Yeah. But one way or the other <laughs> beyond those kind of constant, everyone's got a thing. Yeah. Man. Everyone's got a thing beyond those kind of constant <laughs> feedback, which we do hear and we do listen to, like we never discount any kind of criticism that we get from that standpoint. The only two times that we've had like that major pushback has been with the pipe culture, the first pipe culture episode yeah, sure. where we even attempted such a thing. Uh, and then the other was pretty recently this last past year as the industry was uh, being, 
being impacted in a significant way. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of folks came to us uh, after the fact as kind of things were falling out saying like, you guys, you let us down. You were, they, they felt like either we, we were either keeping information from them yeah. or that, that was tough. Yeah. yeah and it, that in some way we did not fulfill our mandate by being kind of this almost investigative investigatory journalist type approach to what yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, which was very interesting because I've yeah. never seen us. I mean, yeah. we, we'd cover some breaking news from time to time, but we're not necessarily like, 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 breaking news you know, like that's never really been us <laughs> that's the espn sound actually is that really so, yeah <laughs> that's where they uh, talk about football yeah. and okay yeah, baseball yeah, bats yeah. and all that yeah, kind that, of stuff I do that. yeah the I draft and yeah everything yeah, um no you know it, it, i think it is interesting but at the same time it's an honor mm. uh because folks um have over the years as we've developed our community they have uh seen us as a resource for for news and wisdom and uh you know events and things of that nature so um so yeah it was tough you know, because we weren't really ready in some sense to to take on that. But um, people were just by, um, you know, their familiarity with us and, and trust kind of looking to us for uh, some of those things. And so, um, yeah, we've we've grown and we've learned and, um, you know, made new friends and taken feedback. And it's just fun how all this has developed and turned into something that I think you and I both would never have imagined. It, we, we laugh. You know, we, you asked me about we talk about the origins of, of Country Squire Radio and, you know, Bo. It's hard to say no to this turkey. Like, I, I, I just I need y'all to know that because, you know, it, it, it's so funny. Like, you know, we go to pipe shows occasionally together and, and it's such a good balance because uh. I'm the guy that's like sitting in the corner, like weeping because I don't want to be in these large crowds. And then, and then Bo is the velociraptor that is like, you know, it, it just, it, you know. Uh, fl- flittering around the entire show floor and it's it's such a great balance we really do balance each other out well but um no you told me about chicago this year uh i hope it's okay for me to say this but but you know you were mentioned just because like everybody was coming coming to talk to you and everything which is wonderful and yeah. obviously our, our listeners the opportunity to, to meet them and everything i had to go hide in my room and i was like oh man <laughs> i should have been there to like run defense for you because <laughs> like, everybody only kind of wants to talk to me where they really want Dude, to talk whatever to man they were all asking about you man it was uh it was really neat but you know it's it's funny going back to to the early stages, Bo was like, you know, you, talking about the podcast, and we've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, you, you had to twist my arm, like you mentioned, to get into this, and, um, and, and you know, I, I, I kind of... Um, uh, you know, humored you in some sense because I didn't think it was going to last, right? I was like, right. well, I mean, we'll try this out. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see uh, where this goes, but is there really enough content for people to uh, listen to? How are we going to speak about this? Man, every week, that's a that's a lot. But man, it just uh, it just kept going and it kept getting better and better and refined. And um, man, I'm just um, I'm just honored, man. I'm so, so glad you put the screws on me to get this thing done. Well, yeah, man. it's been it's been fun. It's funny that you say that uh, it's hard to say no to me because uh, later in the show we will see a laundry list of things that you did say no to that I, I want to share with people when they hear some of the crazy ideas. Well, man, you know I want to I want to make mention of this. I think it's always interesting kind of go back and look over the history of the episodes and and kind of give give a shout out to some of our our most popular episodes. I'm I'm kind of curious actually, so I'm going to ask our I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to ask our live studio audience if you had to guess what like our most popular episode, like the biggest episode we ever did was. What, what would you guess it would be? Pipe shop fails. Got it in one. Yeah, so our pipe shop <laughs> fails, the second pipe shop fails specifically, was like, is is our current like largest that is episode. That's so surprising yeah. to me. You know, just thinking, I mean, it, it's it's literally just a forum for me to, to gripe about the frustrations of... <laughs> 
of one of the most fun jobs on earth. It's like, you've got this great job. You have no reason to complain. And yet y'all are gracious enough to give me this forum to get on there and, and talk about Pilgrim's Zack, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the hurricane. <laughs> but see, that's what it is, man, because everybody knows, you know, you as a very, you know, very nice, very, you know, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all coming back now. You hear, you know, <laughs> I don't know what that That was sounds. very poor. See, as that was much very- <laughs> as I ruined everybody else's accent, I just ruined my own way worse. That, so was, that was very just poor. Just putting that out there. Yeah, this is a poor effort. But no, you've, you've got kind of that kindly uh, nature and that kindly tone. People have said, you know, I, I would listen to John David if he was just reading the phone book or something of that nature. And so you've got that. <laughs> but then they kind of hear you let your hair down, literally, and uh, and kind of go in on like, you know yep. what really grinds my gears? Like that's that really yeah. resonated with people. No, and, uh, that's that's good. I'm, I'm glad someone got something out of it. We were nervous about that too. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, it, it was one of those things like, man, this th- there's so many gems of uh, experience that happen around a shop like this, but a lot of it is quirky and in some sense negative but should be like should be uh, chronicled you know right. i mean these are things that need people need to you know especially if they don't have a goofy old tobacconist in their area like you this is what you're missing out on right. this is the chaos and <laughs> and ridiculousness that you don't get uh you know because you uh you know don't live uh, in a place like this so yeah it's, it, we, we kind of stepped out on a limb but it was fun yeah, so our next one after that one, the kind of the, the silver, that's the gold, our, our silver episode after that one is actually the future of Peterson, uh, which was also, you know, a high and intense moment for the industry. Very interesting, yeah, yeah, that that's the case. Of course, Peterson, you know, went through a big transition here over the past uh, year as they were bought by, um, you know, the folks that own Law DC. And um, man, it was just... Um, yeah, interesting to see that the, you know, people, it's a venerated brand. It's one of those, uh, you know, everyone should have a Peterson in their in their stable of pipes and all those other things. And, um, yeah, when we started talking about that, folks wanted some resources. So, uh, yeah, worked out. Yeah, it's good. By the way, you, you're cool. You can ring the bell. It's cool. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, ring, ring the bell. Ring the bell back Ring there. the bell. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the great thing. Um, <laughs> feels like home. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it, it, for you, it definitely it does. does. It feels like home. Yeah. All right. And then our bronze place for our kind of our third place for large substance. Now, this I find very interesting because I would have never guessed this, but I've got a theory as to why. It was our baby. It's cold outside episode, smoking in cold weather. Really? Now, here's my thought. That was number three. This. Yes, the topic is not. I mean, the topic. I mean, it's a good topic. I mean, smoking in cold no, weather. That's good. a challenge that a lot of us, especially as we've had to smoke outside more and more. Yeah, sure. And while we down south don't have that issue, people up north, in particular, really have to struggle with that. Yeah, sure. Uh, here in the United States. But I think it was actually the clickbait nature of Baby It's Cold Outside as a title. Because if you remember, like, last Christmas, like, everybody was talking about that song. Like, there was, like, this kind of cultural moment where everybody was unpacking that song. No, that's like, true. That's true. Huh. There's still some controversy about it, I guess. Exactly. I, I, my biggest controversy is, why do we sing that in December? We should be singing that in February. The point is that you're having that conversation. <laughs> that is that is funny. But the point is that, like, people were having that conversation. I think they were just searching Baby It's Cold Outside. So all of a sudden, this pipe podcast starts popping up. <laughs> and, like, people discover us in a unique way from that standpoint. That's funny. Some honorable mentions, man. We've got um, What Makes an English Blend, Life After McClelland, uh, shortly there followed, or right after uh, The End of an Era, which those two were kind of together. Um, smoke Ride, Smoking Your Pipe While Driving, and That's uh, good. Yep. a big one that continues to be a, a uh, kind of an entry-level uh, podcast for us was uh, Pipe Smoking 101, How to Light Your Pipe. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, you know, if there was probably another favorite series that we do, those Pipes 101 episodes, episodes are, are great and and fun for me because that's where I get to you know nerd out and you know pretend like I know more than someone else you know about you know how to how, how that's to start, why you hang right? out with me right 
Oh, that's right. Because yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I, I have the sense of authority as soon as we enter the room together. Exactly. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 great because um, you know that's the entry point, right? That's the that's the on ramp for uh, so many folks that get into pipe smoking, and um, yeah, that for me, you know, seeing a new pipe smoker uh, get into it, um, you know, and and then stick with it, that's that's probably the most satisfying. Yeah, you know, uh, in terms of the series, I think my favorite, and I, I know it's probably like I'm the only one that that it's my favorite, but our, our Pirates and Pipe Tobacco yeah. series. Because I know like of everything we do, that's probably the most tangential. Like it's it's all the way out on the rim. Right? It kind of gives you an opportunity just to indulge. Yeah. Like, in, indulge. You're like, gotta, well, that's, that's, you know, that's related, right? No, it was. During that era, That was a, tobacco was a big part of the trade that the pirates were going no, after. That's fair. Yeah. And also, hopefully we've been able to kind of expose a little bit of history in an area that people might not otherwise kind of consider. Yeah, sure. As it relates to uh, the the theft. You know, we talk so much about the 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 production of pipe tobacco, yeah. but the actual theft and the, the industry of, uh, of crime that surrounded pipe tobacco. Yeah, no, that's on true. On the high seas. Yeah. Pi- piracy. Yeah. yeah. And so we've, we've had some, uh, so we had some great episodes with Benjamin <laughs> Hornigold and, and, uh, you know, most recently, Sir Walter Riley, Raleigh, Riley, Raleigh, 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 right? The Sea Dogs, the Sea Dogs. It was uh, it was a great episode. That was a that was a great. That was his baptized name, Raleigh. Well, man, of course, uh, you know the the great thing is is that over the course of the show, we've also had the opportunity to not just record at the shop, but also go on location at some various uh, points in time and some various events. You know, the New Orleans Pipe Show. um, uh, Rest in peace. I wish it would come back. I know, man. Gosh, so many people do. That was such a great. That was such a great show for us, and it was kind of a game changer um you know i think if i'm not mistaken that was the first time we'd actually recorded a show in a separate location yeah other than in kind of a controlled environment yeah um also you know the texas pipe show uh chicago pipe show uh we've done the live from the cigar factory in new orleans which yep. was a lot of fun yep we've done you know a couple live from the squires we were uh you know sharing with our live audience here yeah we actually online. invited folks to come in and and, and enjoy that with us that's yep. right i think we did that for episode 200 if i'm not mistaken was probably the last time that we, i think uh, so we yeah. did that and that's what two two years ago now. yeah Golly. it was a it was a hundred hundred weeks ago Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, there's been multiple long smoke competitions as well. And, you know, uh, or, or that that was a polarizing thing because, I, you know, we got hate mail that it's a slow smoke. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. That we did not get hate mail. It, well, you know, the. the there were opinions. There were opinions. It's the pipe community. There are opinions out there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, Emu's that kind of tamper? Yeah. But man, we uh, we actually, we're, we're, we're uh, right here. We're doing this right now, as we mentioned at the top of the show. We're actually on location today. Yeah, this is really special. At uh, the yep. historic uh, Missouri Mearsham uh, Company. Now, of course, you know, this is around that time of show where I, I make this like grand transition. That's right. Where I do leaps and bounds from, you know. Uh, and generally, it's pretty eloquent and, and, and relatively seamless. And It's about 50-50. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm pretty good about that. You know, it's I, I actually I live for the challenges where it's like completely yeah. out of left field. Nobody sees it's coming. And then all of a sudden we're talking about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. And actually, <laughs> since we are talking about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum, why don't we bring one of our good friends from Missouri Meerschaum on the show right now? Yeah, we should do that. I, I, I think maybe we should. I mean, yeah. if we're here, we got to make it happen. Do we have a taker? Phil, come on. Come on board and uh, <laughs> take over my mic. 
Bo, I don't think I could ever take over your mic. <laughs> Is there um, small shoes to fill? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, Phil, yeah, sitting here at Missouri Mearsham with uh, with Phil Morgan, the general manager uh, of of the company. And uh, man, brother, thank you for thank you for having us. This has been such a treat. Oh my gosh, John David, we're we were delighted when you first brought up the idea. Yeah. you know, of being here, which we've actually been talking about for, for, a for while. quite some quite some time. Now. Yeah, yeah, and it just uh, uh, the fact that uh, your 300th show and our 150th anniversary just happened to coincide. Coincided, oh, yeah. That, that just made it a special. It That's cool, really man. Uh, we're 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 tickled to be here, and um, it, it was so cool. Got to you know drive up uh, yesterday, obviously from St. Louis, picked up both the airport and and came over, had dinner with you last night, and just kind of chatted about. Um, and all the things we've been able to accomplish together and uh, the company and the history here and uh, then coming in today and you showing us the uh, you know the entire facility and um, man this is just a real a real gym you know and, and we think about uh, Missouri Mearsham as as a American company it's a Missouri company it played a lot of uh, important roles around uh, you know this part of the world um, I want to I want to ask you about some of those things uh, first I'd like you know you don't grow up thinking you're going to run a uh, a corn cob pipe company. How the heck did you get here? Uh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, uh, sometimes I have to think back, you know, and remember yeah. exactly how did I get here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, I was retired for a few years, and uh, my wife and I were sitting at home. Uh, and I was looking at the local paper, and and I'm a, I'm a CPA as my background, right? And uh, I've been retired, like I said, for a few years. And but you had lived, you were living in Washington. Yeah, Missouri, we were living right? in yeah, Washington. So this is has been home for a while. For yeah, you. yeah, it has. And uh, and there was an ad in the paper for the general manager of a corn cob pipe company, and I turned to my wife Pat and I said. Pat, how often are you going to get the chance to manage a corn cob <laughs> pipe company? And the other things that I said to her were, "Heck, it's got to be fun." And the second thing was, how hard could it be? Right. Well, I learned how hard it could be yeah. you know, uh, fairly quickly because we had some challenges. But, yeah. hey, it's a, you know, to, to get a chance to work for a, a company that's this old, that yeah. is this iconic, and that has a product that is, you can't get more authentic yeah. In my mind, more authentic American, you know, than a corn cob pipe. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's it's had its moments, but it, gosh, it's just a great place to work at, and we've got great employees. That's what it's not just the product; it's the employees that we have too. We Man, have and a we'll, great group of employees. Absolutely, we'll touch on that here shortly uh, in a bit. But um, p- part of the you know amazing factor is all the hands that go on these corn cob pipes every day, uh, and the quality that that produces, and it's. it's it's, it's kind of mind-boggling. But, yeah, while Bo and I have been here today, um, gosh, you know, Shannon, Becca, Marilyn, everyone's just taken such good care of us, and um, we're, we're, we're so thrilled. This is we're, – we're sitting currently in the oldest portion of the factory. Is that yes. right? Yeah, this is – this is was not his first building. You know, Henry Tibby was a founder of the company, and this wasn't his first building. And that, and that what but this year? is the first one that was dedicated, okay. you know, to making corn cob the 1880s? Pies. 1883. Right? This, okay. The part of the building that we're in right now was – built in 1883 yeah uh, there's a picture on the wall that was taken in 1887 that has a, a horse and buggy out in front of it uh so and as he got more and more successful he just kept adding on 
to the building, and that's how it got to be as large as it is yeah. right now. And and we're talking like you know, Bo took some video of this earlier, but you know, you were gracious enough to take us through the whole factory. But this is a significant building. I mean, this is a it, it's a large uh, it's it's a large footprint for this building. Uh, obviously, as the industry's changed over the years, you know, you've needed various amounts of of the space. But um, gosh, this is you know, at one point, this thing was filled up with uh, quite operation. Um, it give us an idea of, you know, back in, in the heyday of pipe smoking, the 20s, the 30s. I mean, just how many corncob pipes was Missouri Meerschaum cranking out? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we have 52,000 square feet here, roughly. And uh, uh, we have about 36, 37 employees right now. Back in the heyday of pipe smoking, though, just our company alone had 125 employees. And there yeah. were several other pipe companies right across the street was a pipe company yeah there were uh, several other pipe companies here but just our company alone at one time shipped 20 million pipes in a year 20 million 20 million in just, a year yeah just our company and right. keep in mind that there were probably about 12 corn cob pipe companies altogether at one time so right, right. uh so it was a it was a significant new industry. When you consider the time that it started, it yeah. started in 1869, that uh, first company that, it was a brand new industry. Uh, there, there was no corncob pipe industry prior to 1869, prior, and, and it developed you know, into a significant industry, and it was extremely important for the development of this area. Yeah, I, I love that. Of course, you know, in preparation for today, as we were enjoying a beer and a, you know, a meal last night, we were kind of talking about that and the, the awesomeness of, yeah, we're celebrating Missouri Meerschaum, but we're, we're celebrating the birth of, in some sense, American pipe making, you know, and certainly the corncob pipe industry in itself. I mean, uh, you know, this is, it, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, they're, you know, like you said, right across the street, we had other, uh, other corncob pipe manufacturers. It's so fascinating to me that, uh, all those were centered here in Washington, Missouri. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, the role that, uh, the company, but also this, this whole area played in, in the pipe community, uh, but then the, the role that the pipe manufacturers, particularly Missouri Meerschaum, played in developing this area. Give us kind of an idea of, of what that looked like. Yeah, and that it, it was significant, and it was a lot more as we uh, dug into the history, yeah. uh, you know, of not of our company, but that led us to the history of the corncob pipe industry, too. Right. You know, we became aware of how significant it was, not just in terms of the number of employees, but uh, one thing in particular that at way back when we bought our cobs from local farmers. So not only were we employing people here, but we were helping the farmers out in the area. We give them a metal ring and tell them if the cob won't fit through that <laughs> ring, we'll buy it. That we want it. A pipe. Oh, so, that's funny. <laughs> but then the other significant thing was the founder of the company was Henry Tibby. Uh, his son was Anton Tibby. One of his sons was yeah. Anton Tibby. You mentioned these were Dutch immigrants. Yeah, that- Dutch immigrants. Okay. And okay. Uh, Anton Tibby was a very progressive, forward-looking individual. He had been to San Francisco. He'd been to Chicago, into St. Louis, obviously. Yeah. He had seen electric lights. So he brought he came back and the first electric in this whole area was brought here to run the corn cob pipe company so the 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 factory itself is the reason that electricity came to washington missouri that is that's exactly right (laughs) and and he built a power company a small power company generated enough electricity that he he sold it uh, to other businesses in the area and then eventually took it south of here to another small town called Union, Missouri. Yeah. So the the first electric in this whole area was brought here 
because of the corn cob pipe industry it's phenomenal you know and of course you had mentioned other utilities like um i think water as well was involved telephone sit first telephone system telephone in this system. area was brought here uh, to the corn cob pipe company and expanded then expanded you know to the area yeah and uh anton uh much to his father's dismay uh built a, a really nice you know a big brick home for his dad yeah it's and, still standing uh, it's correct? still standing yeah still yeah. still in, in town and uh he had a a uh a windmill next to it to pump water so he pumped water not just into his dad's house but into the the area so the first distributed water system yeah in the area was because of the corn cob pipe yeah factory here that's so. that's so great yeah you think about um this is a this is a missouri company i mean it, it is it it, it speaks to the history of the state and is a part of the fabric of the state and um you know so it, it is american it's an american icon but it's also an important part of the development of of the area we're sitting in and um and 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 you know a lot of folks don't realize i mean you you guys own your own farm you grow the corn that you're making these pipes out of and it's it's just right across the river it's right right there yeah we have 150 acres across the river and and uh, west of here a little bit in the missouri river bottoms one of the most fertile areas in the whole country yeah and uh so we have that 150 acres and we have to grow our own corn number for a couple reasons that it's we are the only ones that have the variety of corn to uh, to make a corn cob pipe yeah it's a special hybrid just for that purpose. it's got to be a significant cob to to turn a a, a pipe right and you yeah. saw that today yeah. you know down in the plant oh it's tremendous uh, yeah that you do have to have a, a, a the diameter of the cob has yeah. to be significant has to be big but the other reason that we do it is we we have to harvest our corn ourselves because most farmers when they harvest corn the combine picks the ear shells it Right. And then chops the cob up and puts it back out on the field. Well, obviously, that doesn't work for us. We, we have to. We <laughs> You're not interested the in the corn. You want the cob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say we're not interested. No, in that's the, right. In you sell grain. that corn. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make whiskey out of it. That's not, right. Not us. That's right. That's it. right. Uh, but. Uh, so we ha- we harvested our ourselves for that reason. So and then bring the cobs over here to store them for a couple of years to dry and store for a couple of years. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. You know, I, we obviously were fortunate enough to take a a tour of the facility, and you know, you go upstairs in this huge uh, building that you know takes up several city blocks, and um, you know there are mounds and mounds of of corn cobs that have just been uh, procured and then, and then put up there to dry just so they can uh, age. The amount of work and uh, activity that goes into producing these things, both time people think in their minds like, oh, it's a it's a. We talked earlier, you know, oh, it's a corn cob pipe. You go out there, you shuck the corn off of it, and um, you know you chop it up in a piece, drill a hole, stick a stem in it, and you're done. No. <laughs> oh, no. That's, I, I, I mean, no. It, it's just, it's amazing to me. To, the, the pro, people just don't realize in They don't have that, a clue. The, how many, the, how, uh, the processes that are involved in it and, and all the hands-on craftsmanship that, that goes into these pipes. Every single piece. And that's piece. why I'm so proud of, of the employees. They... They care about what they're doing. They they realize you know the the, the role they play in the pipe community. Yeah, uh, you know, and our mission from from the very beginning, our mission has been to make great smoking pipes that anybody can afford. Absolutely, and that's that's exactly you know our, that's still our mission, and uh, yeah, and we're going to continue. We've done it for 150 years, and hopefully, do it for another 150. It, it, it it's incredible to me. Speaking with Shannon earlier, it's like you know the the price the re- recommended MSRP of some of these pipes is less than seven dollars or you know whatever but but every one of these pipes at some point 
had people's hands all over it, making sure the, you know, the, uh, not just the construction of it, the, the, you know, quality control and all these things. A lot of these pipes are, uh, you know, hand painted. Uh, you said about almost half your pipes are actually turned on a lathe. Yeah. People don't know that. That's yeah. incredible. No, it is. The, uh, half of our pipes are made on what we call turning machines that are that we patented back in the 1930s but the other half and and more and more as uh, it it seems like people are gravitating more toward a little bit larger pipe sure or a little bit different you know like the bulldog a little a little yeah. different pipe yeah and that requires a lot of handwork uh yeah. and a lot of lathe work and you've you, the guys that are on the lathe i mean they're they're proud of what they do and should and, be and they're good at it yeah you know and they can tell when each cob is different that's why if you put uh take the country gentleman for instance which was one of our most popular pipes sure, if you stack, yeah. put a bunch of them side by side they look similar but you can tell differences in every single one of them. Yeah. Part of that's because of the cob, and part of it is because it's a it's a human being making that hand making that. That's exactly uh, right. Hand cutting that. It, it, it's amazing when you see the. Uh, of course, so much um, of this plaster material is put on the pipe. It has to be sanded off, and in some cases, put back on the pipe. Right. And and all every bit of that is is hand done. And the reason for that is because every little part of that changes the characteristic of that piece it's something a machine cannot do no it, it, it's it's impossible you know just for instance as you saw just applying the plaster to it i oh, mean it, man. It, literally they're mixing plaster in a bowl and taking a handful of it and putting it uh, has the the cob is on the the spindle and that's it's right but you have to be able to feel that you to know that you've got enough plaster a in a there. A human hand got, has to touch yes, it. Yeah, has absolutely. To. Yeah. yeah. There, it, there's just no way that that you could automate that and make sure that that has enough plaster. In yeah. It. So. Yeah. It, it, it is. There's artistry involved at almost every single uh, piece of it. And we got to meet the folks that um, that are doing every part of it, you know, from when it comes in, uh, you know, off the truck and uh, the cobs are being sliced into various sizes, uh, you know, the plaster is being applied, um, you know, the, the drill holes are being cut for the hardwood plugs and the the uh, the stems, uh, which, we, you know, the shank of the pipe, which are referred to here as stems and, um, you know, uh, applying the uh, plaster, sanding it off, all the uh, lathe work, if that's necessary. Um, you know, the guy that uh, we love those uh, black finishes we've got here, uh, one of the wizard pipes. I think this is a wizard pipe. And, uh, the, you know, the, the black finishes that uh, kind of adorn the outside of some of these bowls. And that, a, a human painted that on there. A, yeah. very, a very talented human painted that on there. Yeah. And, and, and then had to work to get it just the right uh, hue. And, and that's very deliberate. Yes, it is. And actually, that's an elf. That this the, is an elf. The, the wizard okay. is, is uh, quite a bit bigger than that. Okay. But, okay. Uh, but you're right, though, that the, the dark on there is hand-painted onto the natural cob first. Yeah. And then the plaster applied, uh, sanded. Then it applied again, the dark stain applied again. And then uh, more plaster, sanded again. I mean, there's several steps that go into yeah. making the pipe look like that. And, and and a pipe like this, you know, retails for, you know, under 25 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and, and in some cases you're getting pipes with all the same craftsmanship that are well under $10, you know. So it's uh, it, it, it's awesome to me, and I, I love what you do, and it uh, it, it is something to be proud of. Uh, why, why do you think, you know, corncob pipes have began to be popular and are still are still popular what do you what do you you know attribute that to oh the, I, there's a couple basic reasons i think and that 
number one, they're inexpensive. I mean, we can't ignore the fact. Sure. That even with yeah. all the work that goes into it, they're still, you know, an in a, a relatively inexpensive pipe. That certainly helps. Uh, the other thing I believe is that they're they smoke well. If if you know if the cob is if it's a good cob and is aged well, yeah, they're going to smoke as well as any other pipe. Yeah, and uh, and I think people recognize that. You know the the quality you get, the smokeability you get at an inexpensive price. I think the other thing though that is maybe more subjective is it's just the idea of a corn cob pie we have to acknowledge that I don't mean, we this it's a yeah. corn cob i mean this yeah. you don't get more american you don't than uh than, <laughs> than corn in particular because yeah. corn was hybridized by the uh, the uh, the native americans to become what That's it right. is i mean this yeah. is a unique american raw material and a unique and authentic original iconic missouri and american product and i think people i i know i'm great i gravitate toward i like that part of it yeah and, and i think a lot of people do and and, so. and they should you know it's 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 a lot of fun you mentioned we were going up in your shipping uh location earlier and there were all these boxes labeled different countries sending uh these mounds of cobs to places like germany australia um all over the world and um i think you even had one from was it hungary romania uh, Roma- Ro- romania because that's a country uh R- romania yeah um i'm inventing new, new countries imagine that and uh and we lost all our, our all our listeners in uh in hungary um no no we had a we had a romania box up there but and, and you said a lot of these european um you know smokers they 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 say that they think well no when i think of an american a, a traditional kind of um you know I'm, I'm thinking of that that cob smoker sitting on their front porch you know and there's something about that right there is i uh, and that's the reason the rocking chairs that we have here in in that we're sitting in now yeah we're sitting in now the the reason that these are here first of all they're a great addition to the museum and people love them yeah but the reason that they're here is uh when the bbc was coming over they wanted to do a film here they were doing trains across america and they asked us to please have some rocking chairs because the people in england when they think of an american smoking a pipe yeah, they think they're in a rocking chair on their front porch. So, so that's, they need a so, hound dog and some hayseed yeah. sticking out of their mouth. Yeah, and a mason jar full of moonshine. And a, and right a mason there. jar full of cat whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, that's that's great. T- tell folks you know that are listening that that want to come. They they hear us talk about Missouri Meerschaum every week and and want to support y'all and maybe want to come see what's going on here sure. um, tell them what they experience when they come to washington and, and about the space we're sitting in well when they come to washington first of all as you have pointed out washington is a great old river town awesome it's, uh, awesome reminds me a lot of vicksburg uh, mississippi yeah, uh, which we saying. mentioned uh, last night yeah, yeah. and it, it's so it's a it's a it's a nice looking little town uh, most by and large you know taken care of very well there's uh, a lot of old buildings still here uh, that that are being used, mm-hmm. you know, for something. Uh, so it's a great looking little town. It's right on the river. It's scenic. Uh, so there's that part of it. Washington itself it's its is own a destination great, is a great destination to come to. Uh, but then here. Uh, again, it's it's going back into the history. When you understand the role that the corncob pipe industry played to to come here, and you know they're going to experience history. You walk into this space and you see 
you, you see an old elevator mechanism, belt-driven elevator system, you know, yeah. on the, the uh, hanging from the ceiling. You, you see the old-style <laughs> uh, electric wires, you know, still across. They're not live, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure the, the fire yeah, marshal appreciates that, yeah. <laughs> going across the ceiling. Uh, it's just the, it's a, it's a step back in time. I mean, I tell yeah. people, if you come here and, and you, you go through the plant especially, yeah. get ready to step back into the 1930s because that's awesome. that's what it feels like. And, and of course, your, your front gift shop area also doubles as a museum, and it's significant. Yeah. You've only, um, you know, within the past several years been digging into the archives of a place this storied, and we are surrounded by memorabilia. You've got behind us on the top part of the wall uh, the, the very, very large display of corncob pipes that was on a show at the World's Fair in St. Louis in what 1904 1904 I think yeah. and it won a prize there some of the yeah. some of the cobs on that board actually have bone uh, stems which are just so interesting to me um, behind us in, in cases are uh, you know letters from people like Norman Rockwell uh, talk, bragging about their Missouri Meerschaum uh, you know uh, Douglas MacArthur you know you've got uh, pieces that I saw a uh, I saw a Cavalier uh, corncob pipe over there. You know, it's like I didn't even know you could do that. It's a, it, it's it's just surrounded by all this history. It's uh, it, it's pretty pretty and, and fantastic. And that pipe, that that ca- the Cavalier pipe, is probably from the 1880s, late 1880s. It's just amazing. So it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of history and a lot of the old. Uh, uh, journals and old books, you know, that we have in our safes here that we yeah. have displayed out here for people to see too. Yeah. So, well, it, yeah. real quick, uh, the why is this company called Missouri Meerschaum? Uh, that's we get asked that question a lot, and uh, as most people know, Meerschaum, the word is German, it means sea foam, and uh, all of the people who are in the pipe community know what real meerschaum is is yeah. those uh, white ornately carved pipes that you see that's right that's true meerschaum that's a, it's a rock that comes from turkey that's very porous and can be carved very easily beautiful pipes and they they generally are thought to be a cool smoking pipe that's too. right yeah well when henry tibby the founder of our company uh, first started making corncob pipes at, at early on he decided it needs to be coated with something so they settled on plaster of paris yeah. I mean, just plain old white plaster, which is exactly what we still use. Yeah. And so he coated the pipe with the plaster of Paris. It's, it kind of made it look white. Had that and, white sheen yeah, to and it. And white sheen to it. And he and his brother Fritz looked at it and said, oh, you know, that kind of looks like a Meerschaum. Let's call it Missouri Meerschaum. Yeah. So that's where the name, it's a, an 1870s version of marketing, I guess, you know, <laughs> too. Uh, uh, and, and that's where the name has come from. And the other reason, too, I think, is that a, a lot of people think a corncob pipe smokes cool. Personally, I think that still depends on how a person smokes a pipe. And what they're smoking. And, and what they're that. smoking, right. too. But a lot of people think they smoke cool like a Meerschaum. So that's, that's why the name is Missouri Meerschaum, and it has been that since the 1870s actually since about 1872 that's great uh, has stuck with it the whole time and if you in the pipe community if you mention missouri meerschaum 99 percent of the people know you're talking about a corn cup about a corn cup pipe right yeah right no that's right wrapping up obviously thank you for having us this is a momentous year uh, for not just the company, but also this uh, this area, and it, we've, I'm glad we were able to uh, kind of speak to that a little bit. Um, you've got a lot of events going through the year. I know Shannon's planning some of that stuff, and it, yep. tell us kind of what you've done already, and then what's coming for the rest of the year, kind of uh, you know to to mark this you know special occasion. Yeah, we 
we had what we decided to do for the celebration is to have two two different celebrations that we invite people in. We we just had one in April, uh, more for the local community, you know, to come in and because uh, it's been a long time since anybody was able to come in here and actually go on a tour through the factory. Yeah. So we in uh, in April we had an op an open house that involved tours uh, through the uh, through the factory, and then on Saturday, uh, the weekend that we had it on Saturday, we had live music and drinks and food up at the farmers market, which is right up the hill from us. Yeah. So we're going to do that again in October. It's uh, October 11th and 12th, which is a Friday and Saturday. Okay. And we'll have tours, uh, you know, through the factory again. And and people, uh, people, I think, love that just for the reason you did, because they just don't know until you see it. They don't you just get it. Don't understand it. It's it's know, unbelievable. It. Yeah, you've got to come to that if you're if you're able. And to. then on that Saturday, we'll have live music again and food and drink and. We've invited uh, some of the the uh, pipe tobacco companies to be here, and two of them have committed to being here. Good, so, good. which is which will be great. So the October event, uh, we are trying to gear it or target it more toward the pipe clubs and the pipe smoking community. That's good. although the the anybody's still welcome. I sure, mean, you know, yeah. On that weekend too. That's so. good. Well, man, uh, so many great things on the you know horizon. 150 years, um, and you know we're just thrilled that. Uh, all the history that we've got to look back on, but also the the new stuff to look forward to. I, you know, speaking of that, we're sitting here smoking uh, these 150 year, uh, you know, bulldog anniversary pipes. You uh, you had a lot of pressure over the years to get uh, to bring a bulldog back, didn't you? We did. We get <laughs> I, not a week would go by without you know somebody either posting or, or emailing us directly and yeah. saying you got to bring the bulldog back. But, yeah, and, you know, and it's a hard pipe to make. It's right? a difficult pipe to make and. Uh, and uh, as we talked earlier, I think we found out the reason that we quit making them because, <laughs> because they are they're a difficult pipe to make and to make well, you yeah. know, to, to make with to quality. the standards you're, you're yes. committed. Yeah. To. And I yeah. and I had said all along that we did not want to bring it back until we knew that we could bring it back at a, a quality level and do that it right would would be accepted you yeah. know and we're still working we're going to be well this is one of them we we intend to have three different bulldogs during the yeah. year or a series of them we'll have one hopefully in midsummer and then one in the fall so okay. I, I think we'll be getting better and better at it as we move as into it, that. as it's refined yeah. and goes on do, yeah. do you anticipate one or all of those shapes sticking around or are they limited edition or have you decided you yet? know we really haven't decided yet i yeah. i would love to have one that we that we keep you yeah. know because it is a popular pipe yeah. uh, and i think it our goal is to have one that we keep and if not keep on a continual basis at least every year to have a limited uh, kind of a small run yeah, a small run of yeah. them so you know so people can get one that's of good them, will you so. put one aside for me i, de I definitely <laughs> will definitely will no that's great man we're um just uh, and completely impressed and, and honored of course to be here and um and so thankful you got to hop on with us and um and talk about all this so man phil thanks for uh thanks for coming on we, we're going to talk about you know we have a tradition obviously on country square radio of abusing each other with pipe questions and uh and and quick fire questions and and all that kind of thing and so since we've captured you behind the mic we're gonna make you do that with us today great and uh <laughs> aren't you thrilled <laughs> yeah i am I, you know, <laughs> um no it's great man uh so thanks again phil for coming on and oh, thank uh, you guys for coming it's, oh it's, dude it's been an honor to have you guys here absolutely too. and obviously we thank missouri mirstrom every single week when we do our show for uh for being a part of uh, a 
of what we do. But, you know, it, it means that much more uh, to do it live, uh, to do it in person. We don't uh, lend our name to, to, you know, just any company. We, we do it with folks that we believe in and, and are excited to be a part of their story. And, um, and we're grateful for y'all. So well, we anyway. appreciate that. And yeah. we feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. You probably will have to fumigate this uh, room when Bo and I leave here with all the hot air, but um, and it'll return to its quaint, uh, you know, wonderful place to come. And we, uh, we encourage everyone to make the trip. So pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. This week comes from Nick Blackwell, and this is for from Phil. No, this is for Phil, and it's from Nick Blackwell. And eventually, I'll get this right. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick asks, "What are your favorite Missouri Meerschaum models?" Well, I, obviously, I mean, you pointed this out earlier. That would be like. Picking your favorite kid. Picking which of your yeah. favorite kids, right? And, uh, right. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Shannon raised Shannon her hand. Is, right. She's the, <laughs> she's the only kid. So yeah. No, that's yeah, right. So, as she said, she's not spoiled, but she is an only child. Right. That, yeah. That's that's right. And just to make that clear too, so Shannon, your your daughter and your wife both are part of the business here. Is that right? They. Yeah. Shannon's here on a daily basis, and yeah. she's uh, HR and helps out with a lot of a lot of different areas. Yeah. She's. she's been a, a great addition you see here. her at pipe shows or around yep. and things like yep. that yeah and uh and pat my wife uh, goes to the pipe shows and and tr- used to go to trade shows pitches too. in on so, events and yeah, things of that so, nature and, yeah you know, so she helps out a lot with that that's great yeah oh, that's so great. as far as picking a favorite pipe so let's get back yeah. to nick's question and i'm not trying to avoid the question i don't think i could pick a favorite one there's yeah. different ones. i would have trouble it too. depends on the tobacco you're smoking too you know the uh if, if you're smoking a virginia tobacco you know to me the the legend is a great pipe if i had to say what pipe do i think is just a fantastic pipe doesn't mean it's favorite necessarily the legend you know it's an inexpensive one uh you know retails for you know seven to ten dollars depending on where you're going to get it yeah that's right but is uh but is a great quality pipe uh that with a decent bowl shape Mm -hmm. you know so that is it my favorite? No, the the country gentleman would would be, you know, awfully close. Just it's because, hard to not pick it. Oh man, yeah. the, the 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 shape, the a big thick bowl, you know, tall bowl holds a lot of tobacco. Uh, the, some of the cob, depending on what the day you're smoking and what you're doing, if you're sitting in a rocking chair at home on the front porch, and yeah. you can use a yeah. church warden, then one of the cobbits is a great pipe. Too. Yeah. So, Nick, I'm not avoiding your question. It's just a hard <laughs> one to answer. <laughs> no, that's right. I, you know, I was thinking about it, uh, you know, as well, just from my own perspective. Um, it'd be hard to answer. I really like the Huck Finn. Uh, I like the proportions of the Huck Finn and uh, the and the bowl size. It's just a really nice uh, kind of slender, uh, you know, felt shape that holds just the right amount of tobacco. Uh, but there again, we talked about, man, he, I, I saw the Great Dane uh, spindle earlier uh, today. Hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, man, why don't I smoke that pipe all the time? That's a beautiful. It fits so nicely in your hand. And um you know, just so many good shapes. Of course, the 150th uh, Bulldog, I, I've smoked several times this week. I bought it in Chicago, actually. It's uh, uh, it, uh, it's new to me um, and uh, have really enjoyed it uh, since then. I smoked yeah, it uh, even on the on the way up here. So, Quick fire with the Squire. Quick fire questions. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. That was fantastic. Get everybody out. 
<laughs> yeah. You don't, do, you don't do that. Quick fire question. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Quick fire questions today. We are so excited. This comes from Dan Sanford, and uh, Dan brings us uh, several corn related quick fire questions, which I think is very appropriate. So, uh, I, uh, Phil and I both are going to answer me answer these. I'll let Phil go first. Sweet corn or buttered and salted corn? Oh. Why can't it be sweet corn that's buttered and salty? I, I, I kind of tend to agree. I, I, yeah. I, would, I would combine the two of them. It would be sweet corn, buttered, and salty. Yeah. If I, you know, if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably lean towards the like salt and pepper. You know, is good. Maybe, maybe corn on the grill or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, you want a sweet corn anyway, right? The corn, you yeah, want that, it to be that's sweet. That's what I do to sweet corn is yeah. butter and salt. No, that's so. right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it doesn't last long. That's yeah. it. Um, uh, corn on the cob or kernel corn? Corn on the cob's more fun. Yeah. 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 Yep. I, corn on the cob. Requires more yeah. dental floss. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it does. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's more fun. It seems like the events that you eat corn on the cob at are generally folks grilling out you're Fourth outside of July. And barbecued or whatever yeah. and, and uh, just, so corn on the cob. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, cream corn or hominy? Oh, for me, hominy. I like hominy. I really like hominy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Don't get it often, but I but I really like. It. And yep. what's interesting, uh, I'm just reading a book about corn that's uh, has, is interesting concerning hominy. More of the nutrients in corn are released when you um, take it through the process to make hominy. I, I just love the fact that Phil admitted openly that he's reading a book on corn. <laughs> And, and and he has a professional excuse for it, and it, it's just it's just wonderful <laughs> yeah. to me. I, I feel it, yeah, all my all, all the pieces of me that appreciate you have grown in so many ways. Uh, it's wonderful. All right, finally, uh, movie Children of the Corn or the band Corn. Which one? <laughs> Do you know a ba- there's a band named Corn? There's there's a band named Corn. And, and, you know, I just, I just really don't peg you as one of their... Uh, I, I've been advised by a professional not to pick the band. All right, corn, so we're going to go with Children of the Corn, the, 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 corn. the movie then. No, yes. no that's fair. Uh, dude, well, man, th- thank you so much for being a good sport and, oh. uh, man, coming on, of course, having Bo and I here at uh, Missouri Meersham. And um, even if we mispronounce the, the name half the time, thank you, Bo. And, uh, man, are just uh, just so thrilled to be a part uh, of all this. And, um, man, wish you well. Wish uh, wish you and your family well, but also the company and, and this part of Missouri that uh, that is so beautiful. So thanks for hopping oh, on. Thanks, John Dave. Thanks for you guys being here. Yeah. We appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. See, f- Phil gets to escape the the stupid like boxers or briefs questions. Yeah, or, well, yeah. you know, like I we I don't know we didn't abuse. I didn't, he got to answer questions about corn. I was about to say if you're gonna if you're gonna talk corn, you got to have an expert. The, can we give it a round of applause for Phil? Yeah, we, we, we got we yeah, yeah. that happen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, honestly, without you, there would be no us at this point. And we just really want to thank the good folks here at Missouri Meerschaum. And I don't Meerschaum. I, I got to say, in terms of mispronouncing <laughs> names. Uh, it's it's a hallmark of the show. So. Oh, it is. It is. It is. We, we want to be authentic. Absolutely. Uh, well, man, great uh, great interview. Also, you know, um, once again, big thanks to Missouri Mirsham and uh, uh, the amazing tour. You know, y'all talked about a lot, but I mean, going downstairs, like seeing the production here is just unbelievable. I've never seen so many corn cobs in my life. If you've never yeah. been, it's true. I we, have never seen so. Well, you had that Scrooge McDuck yeah, moment. I made I made a comment on it on the little live stream that we did, but right. uh, but like you really do feel like Scrooge. McDuck would like like dive through the corn cobs and be right. swimming back and forth. Hey, there. There's that many. It, yeah. it's 
it's mind-boggling. And admittedly, yeah. I was tempted to myself, to be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> one way or the other, it's amazing. <laughs> he would experience. have to throw all those out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so you know, here we are at our 300th episode, and uh, you know, we've we've gotten uh, so many uh, great great episodes behind us as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the show. We've got so many great series out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as I kind of teased out, you know, th- there's been some times. John David, where I have presented concepts yeah. Yeah. to to you, and, and you have uh, vehemently shot them down. Yeah, I, uh, some of them I think we burned and buried in the backyard somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. <laughs> All right, now th- this one, this one I think is kind of fun because every once in a while, it, it was kind of like a half joke, half serious concept, but it was a Country Squire Radio vinyl exclusive. So the idea was that it was going to be. Hang on, don't shake your head. <laughs> The idea There's was so much ignorance. There would be a exclusive uh, Country Squire Radio episode that you could only get on vinyl, and but that would be side <laughs> A, and the other side B would be music produced from individuals in the pipe world who have also kind of music uh, skills and that sort of no, thing. No, that's right. Who had expressed interest in, in doing a project something like this? <laughs> I still think it's. I'm not. I still think it's a fun what idea. What sucker agreed to that? I'm not naming names. Okay. I'm, is, Pete, is Pete listening? I'm not. No. Naming I'm not naming <laughs> is names. Pete Prevost listening? No, no, no. Right. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, th- I still think that's kind of an interesting idea. And given the fact that nobody just busts out laughing, everybody in here was like, "Huh." That's about where I'm at too. With that, <laughs> 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 ah, interesting. Oh, no, that's good. All right. So, that's Country good. Squire Radio Vinyl that never made it uh, made it made it past the John David uh, stamp of right. approval. Right. Uh, all right. The next one is. Um, Oh, okay. Now this one, this one's kind of, this is a long time ago. Uh, I had this concept for a spinoff country square radio show that was going to be on, uh, the art of storytelling. And the idea was that, you know, we've got so many, you know, uh, storytellers who have been pipe smokers, that sort of thing. And also the, I forgot about this. Yeah. And so the idea was that like, you know, we were going to kind of take the concept of sitting around smoking pipes and thinking about stories and perhaps even coming up with our own unique story legend or whatever. And I want it to be kind of, it was very meta and this is before <laughs> meta was like in, in podcasting. Thing, right. Yeah. But the idea was that it was going to be about the, the story of how a story is created. Yeah. And so I remember even recording myself going to the squire to pitch you on the idea and you shot it down so hard. <laughs> I immediately deleted myself recording myself and never went back to it. again. <laughs> You're just like, Bo, no, <laughs> like, we like, ain't I gonna just, do that. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Cool. You know, it, it's so funny because now you mentioned something like that, and man, what a beautiful idea, right? Right? Like, I mean, what what a what an interesting, beautiful idea. That uh, I where think, were you then? That I think maybe you should maybe I think you should find someone else to to do that. No, podcast it had to be with. you. But, yeah, our, our friend David over here would probably love that. Now that's but, true. Yeah, that's or true. Phil's reading something about corn. Well, could, you know, know what? There you go. Right. That, that's you know, that, we could we could create a new children of the corn. No, but, that's right. But they're actual corn children, and and never mind. Uh, so okay, so there's there's that. We also there was one that I still like the idea of, but it's it it kind of ended <laughs> in an era. It was of an era, it's an idea of an era, and it was back before you bought the shop, right? And at that time, uh, it was it was kind of the the 
the Wild West, the early days of Country Squire Radio, you know, we were we were kind of finding our legs. We yeah. had, we had some pretty pretty sure. good traction. Um, we had uh, Tim the intern. It was the days of Tim the intern. Oh, that's right, man. Uh, for those, that, oh remember, man, I miss him. Uh, yeah. Tim the the then apprentice, but yeah, I think this is back when he was the intern. Yeah, before he got promoted. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also of course Kim was there. Kim who uh, yeah was, who was my boss, owned the shop, Mrs. Reeves' daughter. Yep. That's right. Yep. And so I had this idea for a reality YouTube series, <laughs> kind of in the style. Oh, I remember this well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of in the style like a Duck Dynasty, comic book men type deal, which was gonna be like because you had all these interesting personalities. You, uh, in and of yourself, interesting uh, personality. But you get Kim and Tim and me in there, and it's like a—it's just a, an interesting little kind of pseudo family. Well, unit. I mean, it, and not to say all the you know scoundrels that come in that shop every exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's the thing. You'd have kind of the four core, but then you'd always have like you know Steve, uh, um, the anti these, these Kramer guys coming in, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then you'd also be like somebody would come in and they would want to like sell their pipe or something like that or buy a pipe and you'd kind of do a deep dive into like the church warden pipe and you kind of, you know, unpack that and kind of take essentially what we try to do (laughs) with our show, which is kind of that infotainment, you know, kind of diving into like the, the deep, you know, art of the pipe and the, the history and that sort of thing. Sure. But do it in kind of that, that reality TV style. Like the Pawn Stars episode where I have to call a corncob pipe expert in to come value this exactly, thing. Right. Exactly like yeah. that. Exactly yeah. like that. Well, I got that. a guy for that. He just happens to be down the street. And yeah. <laughs> but then Tim left and you bought the shop. And so Kim's got it. So it's, it, was, it was an of the era idea. I still think that Country Squire radio making the transition to some sort of visual format, not, not just YouTube, but in more of a... a uh, uh, I, I scripted's the wrong word. Our, Intentional. Our, our faces are for radio, man. I think that's apparent. Well, that might be true. <laughs> that might be true. Do you remember any other uh, ideas that I, I came I came up with or that uh, we kind of kicked around that never saw the light of day? You know, I really I really don't, to be honest with you. There are, um, you, you know, uh, you you have pushed a lot more like the shape episodes that we do. That's true. And, well, our, our listeners do too. And our listeners yeah. really like that. And I always I always shy away from doing those episodes because it's so difficult for me to to describe these shapes on on audio <laughs> and and so but for some reason folks have really enjoyed those and really uh connected with those and so you know it's been it's been positive but it's something that i i kind of it's it's on the lower part of my favorites list probably because i just right. have trouble uh you know trouble with that um yeah obviously some of my favorite uh things that we do are when we nerd out about specific tobaccos right we talk about that those pipe 101 episodes tobacco reviews um man those are those are fun those are fun for me because i get to dive in so okay all right. No, that's good. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's interesting because there is one particular type of show that, that I feel like we keep going back to in the sense that we keep talking about it, but you keep shooting it Lord down. Lord have mercy. No, I'm not, I'm not going to mention it. See, that's the thing. I feel like at this point, if I was to mention it, that's how you know this show is for like the dedicated listener, the 300th episode is, is because I'm not even going to say what it is and you already know what it is. That's what that's what I'm talking about right there. Man. I just, it, it, it's so, it, it, it said show, unsaid show. Yeah, the show that shall not be said. <laughs> that shall not be said yeah, yeah. is so is so shameless and so self serving and and it, that's right. So delicious. Do you even eat ribs? No. 
<laughs> I mean, I, 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 anyway, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know, Bo. It, it's uh, one of our listeners said, you know, it's like it'd be like jumping the shark. You know, Fon, the Fonzie's getting on his skis and he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna jump the sharks. And it's like, at and that then point, pulling the shark out and then gutting the shark and then slapping on some uh, sauce <laughs> and then throwing it on the ribs and then pairing up some tobacco with it. It'd be so, exactly like some that. Tony Sachery's. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds amazing. You know, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it in our future. All I, right. I, I just don't. Fair enough. Well, you know, we do. I, have, I would, I would be honored to. I would love to to come to Houston someday and get some delicious uh, Texas barbecue with you, but yeah. um, but I, I don't see that in our future. All right, all right. Well, there is some great things that are in our future, man. <laughs> um, you know, we've got uh, we've got some great shows coming up. You know, next week uh, we've got a, a kind of a, a second episode from the Chicago Pipe Show. Yeah, and actually the long-awaited health episode. That's been one that people have been asking who, for for the longest time. Who would have thought? But man, that that worked out great. so doctor so great yeah, yeah. yeah. L- lewis who um is a good friend of ours in the pipe community listener for a long time uh he's a fixture at the chicago show and um it, it, i always look forward he's him and jeremy feliciano both uh if you're in briar nation on on uh friend face you'll know those guys but they they um it, they're kind of my running buddies when i'm up there and um i'm their redneck friend that they let you know hang out with them just so i can feel like i'm important and uh but but lewis he, he happens to be a dental professional he is a uh uh, a, you know, a uh, endodontist, which I, I learned what that was. But um, anyway, has a lot of nice, good, th- good things, helpful things to say about pipe smoking and and dental oral health. And yeah. so, uh, so we'll talk about that next next week next and week. have a couple other of uh, small interviews as well. We also have uh, in the following weeks too, man. We've got a Squire Select that I'm really excited for. Not just because I'm always excited for Squire Select, right? But also because we'll actually be uh, debuting a song from Cody Dewint. De what? De, DeWint. Cody DeWint. Yeah, yeah. Club member. <laughs> so I got to meet Cody uh, when you I did. was in Chicago. That was great. Yep. He, he's got a song, man, a single called Me and the Whiskey, which he sent he sent it in just like, hey, you know, you thought you might like this. I'm listening to him. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this needs, we need to play this on it's the next stuff. Course. Like, It's fantastic. Yep. Uh, and so Cody shared some boodles with me when we were in, uh, in, in Chicago and got to, um, you know, hear some of his uh, musical stuff, learn about his story. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> and if you want music, your music played on this uh, podcast, just send in the boodles and uh, that's how it happens. <laughs> just kidding. I had no clue that he did that. But we, it's a fantastic song. Can't wait to share that. We've got a Heroes of the Bowl episode uh, dedicated to Tolkien. Uh, so we're actually going to be doing a Heroes of the Bowl on Tolkien. You know, there was a biopic that just recently released. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we thought this would be a good time to, to do that one. We are going to have a return of the Pipe Shop Fails episode. So <laughs> Pipe Shop Fails episode four. The, the, the material just keeps coming in. It just keeps coming every in. Every single day. The funny thing is, I think we've done it <laughs> on an annual basis at this point because uh, we, we do try to like, you know, we, we there's a tone there that obviously, as we discussed earlier, everybody loves. But I think part of the reason why everybody loves it is because we're not all the time like that. Yeah, so I think that's probably that's probably it's right. special and it's coming. Uh, <laughs> man, pipe culture. We be, we're going to continue our pipe culture places episode with uh, a, a discussion on the porch. They're talking about the porch. Yeah, yep. which is going to be really, really great. In fact, go ahead and get your thoughts in on that. And then I'll go ahead and tease up as well. At, after we do the porch, we're also going to do a pipe culture episode coming down the line on uh, the pipe chair the smoking chair Yeah, your smoking chair as the pl- like as yeah. a place um as someone who has recently moved and have been trying to like furnish a new house and everything i wanted a chair that's that been was, a like, thoughtful a thing for you I was like, right. Man, this is this is a whole there's a whole smoking chair mindset and yeah. there's a lot of different varieties out there so yeah we'll be doing that one as well and then finally i know i'm probably the only one speaking of self-serving that cares about this <laughs> but we'll be doing a pirates and pipe tobacco episode on captain kid often uh displayed whenever you see him holding a clay pipe it's so uh, and also a very uh, great historic 
uh, privateer who was kind of betrayed by the New York government and potentially sent to death uh, when he shouldn't have been. Okay. But I mean, again, pirate. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe he was, but we'll talk about that <laughs> in an upcoming episode as well. Uh, man, you know, with 300 episodes behind us, we'd be remiss if we did not mention, you know, put out some special thanks to some individuals, you know, all of y'all who've been listening, who've been tuning in, who've been uh, are able to, to show up, you know, the, y'all, y'all are the reason why this show has happened, continues to happen, will continue to happen. It is because of you that we are here and doing this. And we just want to say to all of you, thank you so much yeah, because we couldn't absolutely. do it without you. Yep. The other thing too is, you know, there, and you know, throughout the history, there've been a lot of different individuals who've kind of, you know, stepped up and helped in some different ways. So we do want to kind of give a shout out to, uh, of course, Pylorns, um, you know, our iconic Gosh, pipe man. mic. That was Pylorns. Like we working with him to kind of figure out like what would be a good uh, rallying symbol for yeah. the podcast. James, of course, is um, a force within him of himself in the pipe community. He's a uh, has a you know different professional job, but he spends so much time in the pipe community. You would think he, Big time. Uh, he he actually in his own right is a licensed uh, tobacconist. Actually, a licensed tobacconist, which is uh, so impressive. But James is. Um, who goes by Pylorns on various forums and on, on Twitter um, has been such a, um, you know, just a, a help and encouragement to us and, uh, and just a dear friend. So, uh, and, and of course developed our, our beautiful logo, which we, which we love and people recognize all over. Do you remember, I mean, this is worth mentioning real quick. Do you remember our original logo, our original album art? Yeah. Do, yeah. do were any of y'all there for like the original album art? That's going way back. All right. So you I'm, took I'm that, seeing like, some nodding, your... but what do you think the original album art was? Okay, okay, okay. So, all right. So, there's been... So, we went through a couple of iterations. Yep. Uh, the one that we had for the longest time was... it was. I took a picture of, like, a pipe bowl that was kind of spilled over with tobacco coming out of it. So yeah. So, it was, like, a super zoomed in You picture. did that, like, in your backyard or something? Yeah, that sounds right. And yeah. then it had kind of some orange stripes on it and said Country Squire Radio. So, that, that was for the longest time before we switched to the pipe mic. What it right, was. But right. for, like, 10 episodes... Like, the first 10 episodes, you had this image that you had taken. Somebody had done, like, this... Tolkien like leaf drawing and you had like spread out some of your Tolkien blended tobacco around it. Yeah. You remember what I'm talking about now? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And when I tell you like this was a trash album art, like the font that we used is that chalk font (laughs) that not even kindergarten teachers would use. Like, it was bad. It was so bad. I think Microsoft discontinued that font. I, I yeah. unfortunately no, but yes. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's really bad. At least it so, wasn't Comic Sans. Yeah, I think, and I could be wrong here. Um, but when we re- when we released the first 100 episodes as a Patreon exclusive, yeah. Uh, I think the album art is that old trash. <laughs> and if you go on our Facebook page and go back to the profile pictures, you'll see what I'm talking uh, it's about. It's so, so terrible. Worth yep. diving back there. Uh, Pylorn saved us and uh, helping us. Come yeah, up anyway, with the James, luck. thank you, man. And, and of course, all your friends in, uh, in the Austin area too. We also got to give a big shout out to, of course, Mark VV, always dedicated, always popping up. Um, and for a very, a, <sighs> yeah. a, a while there, he was also doing, you know, running show notes for us and everything else. That's right. Else. That's right. Uh, anytime that we've needed anything, any, like he, he's, like coming up with ways he can help even before weekends. So. Mark, Mark, of course, um, lives just outside of New Orleans with uh, his beautiful wife and and daughter, and they um, 
they are such good friends, and uh, we have no greater uh, supporter and and listener and friend and uh, just dedicated enthusiast other than Mark uh, Mark Van Vranken, and we're so thankful for you, Mark. Too, we really are. And um, man, I'm just I'm glad that my wife and and myself have gotten to know you and your family. And um, man, it's just um, I look forward to many many years of uh, of brotherhood. Yep. We also, you know, uh, about a year. Actually, it's been longer than that, hasn't it? A couple of years ago, we 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 brought on an editor to help with uh, the the show, and so uh, yeah. Mike, our editor, who has done a, a fantastic job making sure that we yeah. sound professional despite ourselves, is yeah, uh, is, it's is, a feat. <laughs> it, it is a feat, and uh, you know, live listeners know Mike well because we'll we'll give shout outs like, oh, cut that mic or something of that right. nature, right? And uh, and even Brian Levine, uh, who of course we also need to mention as that's well, right, absolutely, as kind of the the pod. Or the, the the pod father of the pipe pod father uh, <laughs> realm yep um you know brian also says you like whenever we're talking or we're, we're planning like an event together or a show is like it's like yeah well you know i don't have a mic <laughs> you know? right exactly right and so like yeah we yeah, talk to mike you know he's, he's, he does great work yeah he, he's for hire he's, yeah he does fantastic work um but yeah gotta gotta make mention of course of brian levine who uh who did pop in i saw on the on the live chat hey brian how's it going hey brian yeah man i'm glad you joined us brother so we're just celebrating 300 we'll be looking for your 400th uh next week i think that's <laughs> that's about right um and then of course uh you know we, we've already mentioned but it is definitely worth mentioning again uh missouri mirsham we would not be able to do the podcast yeah uh, you guys y'all 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 took a chance on us y'all believed in us and, and saw the vision of what we were trying to do and uh it is really fueled us in a big way and so we, yeah. we want to thank y'all especially yeah uh and then of course man being the fact that we are here you know tonight we've got a, a great meetup that's going we're gonna on. meet up yeah we got to give a shout out to of course uh david weinberg who's actually sitting with us right he's now. here joining us right uh, now yep. and, and the viking pipe club out here in the in the st louis uh area as well yep. uh, we got a we got a fun uh a hangout which is really really great because um we wouldn't without you. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that somebody dropped the ball on that, but you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for stepping up and helping in a big way. Again, Absolutely. All of y'all without y'all, there is no us. I, I, I do want to mention one other group of people that have honored, honored us tremendously. Yes. And, and actually David, David is, is one of these people as well, but these are the people that have driven hundreds and hundreds of miles and, and come literally from other continents yeah. to visit us in little sleepy Jackson, Mississippi. And, and, and it blows my mind. The pipe pilgrims uh, that developed at a very early stage and, um, and have, have carried on that keep going. And um, man, it, it, there is no greater honor uh, than the folks that have put down um, literally, you know, the, their time and money taking days off work, uh, hundreds of miles road trips with their friends, um, folks that have literally planned, you know, their their week long trip across the United States and in, included our dusty little hamlet <laughs> as, as a stop. And um, man, I, I am just um, I am honored by that and, and and there's no greater joy than than literally you know when when one of you guys walks in unannounced and 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 being able to to put down what i've got to do that day to spend time with you um that is that is a real treat and and i want all the folks to that have done that to know uh just how much that means to us That's so good. yeah it, it's really special you know we got to tack on one one more group of people that honestly like probably deserve more praise than everybody put together our wives <laughs> We love y'all. Christina and Nina, if not for y'all, yep. your patience, your understanding, 
your patience, your patience, your grace, get, long suffering, getting, getting text messages from my wife yesterday, which was mother's day while you and I were chilling out drinking here in St. Louis. Right. Right. Uh, hearing the horror stories back home that, yeah. Love you, babe. Thank yeah. you so much. A- 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 absolutely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, we're so, we're so grateful uh, for, for their support, man. And, um, and, and glad y'all have gotten to be, you know, part of, uh, part of my life as, as you know, I've found, a. Uh, found my spouse and now got one on the way and um anyway you got a spouse on the way what? yeah I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah no absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not he was watching live I, just yeah, I, I, I hope so man but um anyway we're we're thankful for you too yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so of course uh you know we want to uh, let you guys know by the way if you would like to support the show in a, in a big way a great way to do it is heading over to patreon.com slash country squire radio become a patron some great benefits to you we've actually had the chance you know hanging out together and everything talking about some fun new things coming that way to th- folks that are uh, supporting the show. So more on that in the future, but uh, become a club member. We, we love having y'all and, and we really, we really very greatly appreciate that. Uh, also, you can follow us throughout the week. You can follow us on the Twitters at the real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, all that and more can be found at country squire John David, man, 300 episodes this this is so special on so many different levels. Being here in uh, at Missouri Mearsham, uh, getting a chance to to see kind of a, a, a history surrounding us, to be on the floor of history yeah, itself, absolutely of a, an industry that that helped shape the country is is incredible. You know, just being with you, man. I know it's been rough these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, or before before I moved and everything, just being in a different location. And yeah, we're like you know, man it's you know can we do this and yeah. we felt fairly confident we even you know people don't know this but we actually we 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 beta tested our podcast essentially yeah. and recorded a couple that some folks never even heard no that's right on different locations just to see if the chemistry was still there yeah and, uh yeah man it, it is it's stronger than ever it's and so I, good but i there's nothing like being in the same uh room with your with your goofy self it really is man <laughs> like likewise i just i want you to know i, I love you and and I'm, I'm i love hanging out with you man. likewise bo yeah you well, too brother hey Let's go have another 300. See you, buddy. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Thank you.